0: All
1: right, welcome into another Say Your Sales training video. Uh, today we have Rick Wallace on. We're gonna talk about number presentation, uh, how to introduce it to your customer, and the main objections you get and how to overcome them. So With that,
2: I'll turn it over okay, to Okay, so um, we, we talked earlier, um, Zach and I were talking earlier, all of this doesn't work if we don't get commitment that they're going to buy the car. So we don't get the commitment from them that they like the car. There's nothing about the car they don't like. And then if there is, you know, if there's any, not going to be anything else, that's going to keep them from making the decision doing it today, doing it right now. Right? So, Absolutely. so if it, once we get that they're going to buy the car and they say, yes, then the key is in the numbers uh, we, we're going to present the numbers. Now understand as a salesperson, um, your job is to get them to say yes, to buy the car. That's really, you pick the car out, you get the car, you show them the features. Uh, the benefits you do the presentation you do the demo drive and then you ask them the question once they say yes they want to buy the car you know now's where we think okay this is where my job really starts but this is really where the salesperson's job really ends and all the sales is now is just a, a uh, uh they're going to work with the desk and the and the customer and uh, the desk is going to be the one that's going to be uh doing the numbers, the salesperson is just going to be showing the numbers. So um, make sure that there's kind of, a def, you know, defined boundaries. And then, of course, the F&I people, their job, <clears throat> excuse me, is to get it paid for and those kind of things. So my job as a salesperson is not to then worry about financing and all this kind of stuff. Although it, it's a big part of what we do, it's still the F&I's job is to get that uh, done. So um they're separate, but yet they seem to kind of bleed over into each other. So when we talk about the three, there's three or four main things. Of course, price is always price is always one thing, okay? Price of the car, less any discounts or uh and rebates. Of course, that's really. That really becomes their you know their net price, okay. Um, we have trade, trade allowance. Um, then if there's
0: a payoff, trade payoff, there's down payment,
2: and then there's, of course, naturally, there's the payment. Okay, Those are the I can't think of any other thing. Of course, there's tax and fees, but I don't worry about taxes and fees because there's nothing I can do about taxes exactly. and fees. So I don't ever talk about them. Um, I'm not really one to show the bottom line. I know on our on our write-up sheets <laughs> uh, on our offers it gives the taxes and fees, which is fine, but the only thing I'm going to ever talk to the customer, so I'm going to show them the price after rebates, discounts, I'm gonna show them the trade allowance. Uh if there's a payoff, I'm gonna, you know, show the payoff, and then of course talk about down payment payment. And you know, with payment comes, you know, term, et cetera. So um the idea here when presenting the numbers is to be confident, um, be positive upbeat. Um uh, because if you're not, if 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 you're, if there's any type of, of hesitation or, in your voice, you well, uh, uh, you know, anything that doesn't really, you know, show confidence, it can really set the customer back and make them think that it's not really, the best thing, right?
1: Yeah, and that's, and we've touched on this with your with your inflection or your voice plays a big part in that confidence. Mm-hmm. When you're nervous, naturally you're. Your pitch will be a little bit higher when you're more confident, it'll always end on a downturn. so this is where practice with the numbers comes into play because when you're going through all of these, you want to make sure you say it confidently and without hesitation because any of those slips will allow for the customer to feel uh, nervous about it and have questions naturally.
2: Right. So on the write up, let's just say the price is uh, let's say the price is 38.5 after rebate. We got a trade allowance of 16.5. Okay which is a difference of $22,000, right? Okay. Now, why do I want to talk about difference? Okay. Difference is the difference between the price of the car and the trade. That's the difference. Okay. This is a number that we don't talk enough about. Okay. And we'll talk about this as we get into overcoming some objections with Trade allowance or pricing or that kind of stuff. But we always want to talk about difference. Okay. This is the difference in the car. Now they may have a payoff of 15 grand. We got tax and fees. I don't know what those are. Don't really care. And so then we're going to have on our write up, we have usually zero. I think it's 15, 2,500, right? Mm-hmm. Or the options. And then payments, we may have 60, Sixty-six and seventy-two months. Okay, and so we're financing thirty-seven, whatever. We're probably, we'll just say eight hundred here.
0: Um, okay, we'll just say
2: that. We'll just use those numbers. So, so when I'm presenting the debt, when I'm presenting the numbers, I'm going to talk to him and I say, "Okay, so here's here's what I got from my boss." We got a net disc. We got a net price after all the discounts of thirty eight five. Um, he's he's showing a full market value for your trade at sixteen five. Um, that puts us at a twenty two thousand dollar difference. Okay, of course your payoff is fifteen grand. It's never fifteen grand. It's always fifteen thousand thirteen dollars and forty two cents. But for mathematics' sake,s it's fifteen grand. So with tax, titles, and fees, with the payoff of with the payoff of fifteen grand, with no money down, we're Six, 60 months, eight hundred sixty six, seven fifty, seventy two, 750, 72, or 730. I'm going to ask the question right then, which one of those works best for you? And then I'm going to shut up. Okay. When I shut up, I'm going to wait for them to respond. Okay. I'm not going to, even if it takes three, four, five minutes, I'm going to make sure whenever I ask a closing question, I want to shut up and I want to just let them respond. Okay. Um, now, what are some of the things that they can say, Zach? Um, not enough money for my trade. Okay. Perfect. I love <laughs> to hear that. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've really in 30 years really hoped that nobody would say that's too much for my trade. Cause I've always said that first day somebody comes in here and says, you gave me too much. It gave me too much. I'm probably just going to give my keys to Kelly and just say, Hey, it's <laughs> been a good ride. Okay.
1: The world's coming to me. Yeah.
2: Okay. Always understand this. People always want to buy things for the least amount of money as they can and buy them, okay? Naturally. And they want the most for theirs, okay? I mean, it's just, it's just natural negotiation, bargaining, whatever you want, haggling, you know, dickering, whatever you want to call it, okay? So they, they always want to say 16.5. Now, the biggest mistake that most salespeople at this point is, is wait. Okay, let me, go talk to let me go talk to my manager. Okay, they all of a sudden just get up and just say he needs more money for his trade. Okay, well, I can tell you that there isn't a desk guy in the world who, who hasn't had a salesman come back and say they want more money for their trade, okay? Now, this is where we need to start talking about um, this difference price, okay? So let me erase this here real quick. Um, We're going to use, kind of still use the same numbers, but we're going to break it down into a little bit different thing, okay? So you showed them that, you showed them that uh, piece, okay? Now, let's say that the car was 45 grand is the MSRP, or whether that's the trade in price, whether that's the price on the used, okay? And with the discounts, let's say, let's say there's a, let's say there's $4,000 in rebate on this one, Okay. So that puts us at 41. We've discounted it down $2,500, okay? So minus $2,500 in discount, okay? And we've got 4,000 in rebate. That puts us at 38.5, right? Okay. And we got his trade at 16.5, okay? All right. So he says, hey, wait, that's not enough money for my trade. And you say, well, in Rick and Zach's video, this where I'm not supposed to run to the manager and say, hey, he wants more money for his trade. <laughs> okay. All right. So now, one of the easiest ways, one of the easiest ways to do this is, and I always like to turn the paper over at this time and just have a blank piece of paper. Okay. And the reason why I like that is their eyes seem to keep wandering at these numbers. Okay. And they might look at that payment, and that payment, I mean, a $730 payment. So, It's a big commitment, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to turn it over, and I want to write down on here. I want to say, okay, so we got the price. We got the, excuse me, the trade. We got the down payment, and we got the payment, okay? So I'm going to write in here 38.5, 16.5, I'm going to write zero because they don't want to put any money down, and I and I got them at seven thirty a month. Okay, seventy two months. Okay. So my question then to Zach, if Zach was the customer, my question would be Zach. So there's only a couple ways I know how to how this works. Okay. There's price, trade, down payment, payment. That's basically all there is to talk about. So these things here, when we look at it. Price, trade, down payment, and payment. Which one of those is most important to you? Uh, The trade. The trade. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if the trade was 19 grand and your payment was 900 a month, would that be okay? Well, no. Okay. All righty. So the payment is important, right? Yeah. In some cases. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Right. Why am I trying to get him to get on the payment?
1: Uh, because ultimately all these numbers that could be moved around, the payment okay. is, is right. what matters.
2: But the payment is the easiest, it's the smallest number. So always when you're negotiating, always try and negotiate the smaller number because the smaller number, it's more understandable and it's and it's easier to do. So um my question to Zach would be if he said, okay, yeah, the trade's the most important thing. Um, let's say Zach's a cash buyer, okay? All righty. So let's work on trade for let's work on trade for a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about how do I how do I negotiate trade? Okay. How do I how do I make trade? So he says, he says, trade's the most important thing. And I've showed him 16.5. Now here comes my difference. My difference figure speech again, so what you're telling me, Zach, is that sixteen five I'm just going to do this because we can move these numbers all over the place, but I want to get to the bottom I want to get to the bottom number mm-hmm. okay, and that's that's this number here twenty two grand plus difference plus tax and fees, right? Mm-hmm. okay Now, I mean, I could show you nineteen grand, okay, if I take away the discount, so my price here now becomes you know forty one grand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we come over here, it's 41 grand. Okay, I can show you 19 grand, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm still at 22. Does that make sense? hmm Okay, so how we negotiate these numbers and we move them around, and this is where they say we like to play games with people, but we're really not playing games. We're just trying to show them that like, if, I, if I'm going to do like a wholesale deal to you, I mean, we can do this either one way. We can go wholesale to wholesale. We can do it retail to retail. We can't do wholesale to retail. <laughs> okay, that doesn't work, okay? <laughs> so however you want to do this is fine, but but ultimately, this is the number that we're really talking about, right? Yes, this is really the number. We're talking about so when you said you wanted more money for your trade, all right. When you were talking about that number, help me understand in my own so I can clarify in my own mind how you came up with the number that you're thinking and what is that number, okay?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was just looking at you know KDB KBB NADA, um, and it just seemed like good conditions right around 18. Okay, so So I, I, I wanted to get to 18 on mine, yeah.
2: Okay, so one of the things that we forgot to tell Zach, and, and I'm sure we did, sure, yeah. was in the trade, let's say it needed a windshield.
1: And to speak to this, I think this is something that's super important when you go out with numbers, is before you just take the paper and leave, you do a bunch of information collecting from your desk manager. So if there is a trade asking, okay, so is there recon on this so that you have the information available for when your customer inevitably asks those questions. You know, so like, you know what the trade needs, whether it's windshield tires, there's dents or whatever. So that when you're asked the question, you don't then have to get up immediately and find out how we arrived with that number. You can confidently answer the question.
2: So he's thinking he wants to be at 18 grand. And of course, he still wants to buy ours for 38.5.
1: Okay. Absolutely.
2: All right. So we talked about windshield. Windshield's, uh, you know, let's say the windshield's $700. Okay. And... Let's say it's it needs the detail. It needs all that stuff. Let's say it's three hundred bucks. Okay, All righty. That's thousand dollars worth of recon. Okay. My first question I'm going to ask Zach at this point is: Do you have full coverage? Winch, do you have windshield coverage on your insurance? Um, yes. You do. Yes. Do you know what your deductible is? I think it's two hundred. Two hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. So for two hundred, I can save you seven hundred. Okay. Okay. So if that was the case, if you paid for that, I'm now at 172. Okay? If we can get that done. Is that something that would work? Yeah. Uh that saves me money. I... Okay. So, that was easy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was an easy $800 bump. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if he says yes, I've got the windshield coverage. Make sure you check with your whoever does your uh used car uh appraising and all that. Make sure that we get this. This is one of the things where people say, yeah, I've got coverage, but we got to make sure that we get all the paperwork and everything claim done before they we leave. get the because claim. It'll yeah. never happen after that. Never, <laughs> never. Okay. So that was, that was real easy. That was I'll really, say, that was really simple. I'll okay. No. <laughs> okay. Now let's say, let's say Zach really wants, uh, Zach, it, he wanted eight, he wanted like 19 grand and he needs tires. Okay. And tires are about $1,200. Okay there's maybe $300 worth of recon. So he's 1500 bucks. Okay. All right. So, so now I'm going to sit here and talk to Zach about trade and he's saying, yeah, I, I looked around and I think they're worth around 1900 bucks. You know, if I, if I, were to sell it myself, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So this is real easy. But when, when they say they want 19 grand, you're $2,500 apart and everybody's like, going, whoa, hold on. This is a, uh, whoa, we're a long ways away. Mm -hmm. This is actually really, this is really one of the easier ones. So the question I may say is, okay, well, Zach, one of the things, you know, when we look at 19 grand, if you were to sell it yourself, probably gonna have to put tires on it, okay? I mean, is that something you're gonna do? Or are you just gonna try and sell it as is? You know, that kind of stuff. Well, I'll probably put the tires on it. Okay, they're about 1200 bucks. So so when I look at this and I look at 1500, we got about 1500. So that really puts it about seventeen five. is really, Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So seventeen five, you're going to have to put fifteen hundred. I mean, if I didn't have to put if I didn't have to put that in there, this car is probably if it's worth eighteen grand. Okay, all right. Take away the seventeen five here. Okay, so if I didn't have to put the tires and the recon, I could show you eighteen grand on the trade. Okay. Now, one of the things that I think we're missing here is the fact that you do get some sales tax credit. Okay. So, six percent of eighteen grand should be well, let's see if it was twenty grand it'd be twelve hundred so we're we're hundred and twenty off of that we're uh gosh, we're right there at thousand We we'd be really close, right, okay, Does that make sense? yeah, so really, what we're talking about is do you want to put the tires on and do the reconditioner? Or you just want me to do it I'd
1: prefer if you do,
2: okay, so. So essentially, what I'm saying is, is that at 16.5, it's really getting you 18 grand because of that. Mm-hmm. Plus, your sales tax credit, which would be 1,200, it's going to be 1,080,
1: right? And if you don't mind explaining sales tax credit, just in, the, in the, to
2: yeah. So sales tax. How do you
1: best explain to a customer?
2: Yeah. So so the way I would explain it is. So when you trade a vehicle off, you get sales tax credit on the value of the trade, okay? So so if we give somebody $20,000 in trade, it's the equivalent of $21,200 with the sales tax credit, Mm -hmm. okay? Because you
1: can't be taxed on it twice.
2: You won't be taxed on it twice. You're only taxed on it the first time. There's value here, okay? All right? Now when we lease, that's a whole different animal, but we won't get into that today. Yeah. But this, so essentially what he's netting is, so for example, our 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 thing here, 38.5, and we're at 20 and we're at 16.5, right? Mm-hmm. Gets us to 22 grand, right? Mm-hmm. He's not paying sales tax on the 38.5. He's paying sales tax on the 22 grand, okay? So he's getting sixteen thousand five hundred dollars worth of sales tax credit, correct? Okay, which essentially wouldn't be this. Okay, it's going to be six percent of the sixteen five. Okay, so he's going to fall just a little bit short of the nineteen grand, but probably not enough to. Probably not. You know, he might be a couple hundred bucks. So essentially, what I'm going to say to him is, okay, the sales tax credit on sixteen five. I don't know if this number's correct or not, but I'm just going to say it's, uh, you know. Okay. Let's just say that's the sales tax credit. Okay. So the way I'm going to explain that to the customer is okay, so you're getting, you're getting 18, you're getting $880 in sales tax credit. We're at 16,5. So that's really like getting, you know, 17, help me with my math here, Zach, uh, 17,380. Okay. Plus, I don't have to put the1,500 dollars in tires and recon, so now I'm at 18880. okay? We're talking about 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. OK? All right. Mm-hmm. If I could get my boss to get you another 120 bucks <laughs> <laughs> if I could get you 16, 6, 20 on trade,
0: would that be a deal right now? Yes. Okay. All right.
2: Another way you can handle trade while we're, while we're doing this is let's say Zach says, Hey, I can sell that car for 21 grand, my own. Okay. Have you heard that this week, Zach? Yeah. I know it's Monday or Tuesday or Monday. It is Monday.
1: Hey, Tuesday when comes out, though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so let's say Zach says, Hey, I can sell that car for 21 grand. I've, I've seen them on KSL, they're selling for 21 grand. Okay. All right. This is really easy to take care of too. Okay. Just little trick that I was taught a few years ago. So we're at sixteen five. Okay. And everybody's like going, my gosh, I'm $4,500 away from a car deal here. Mm-hmm. I'm a long ways. This is impossible. You know what? If I just kick him out now, I can just deal with the next guy that comes in. Actually, this is really simple. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit here and say, okay, so you've seen him on KSL for 21 grand. Okay. I, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. My job is not to argue with him about this. My job is just to sit here and show him maybe there's a way that we can make this work. Okay. Now, again, this is all done on the back of the piece of paper or what have you. It's not done on the front. They're still not looking at 730 payment. They're not looking at any of that. Okay. So what I'm going to say to Zach is I'm going to say, okay, so Zach, let me, let me just ask you a couple of questions here. Okay. 21 grand um course you're losing out on uh eight hundred and eighty dollars in sales. it didn't know what we said was eight hundred and eighty dollars in sales tax. Yep. Okay. So you lose out on that. Okay. So we're 21 grand minus uh eight eighty, that's gonna put us at twenty thousand um one twenty. Okay, all right, okay. Now we now you're gonna have to put fifteen hundred bucks in the truck, right? For recon. Correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm I'm 18620,
2: right? Yeah. Zach, what's your payment every month? Uh 620 bucks. So 620 bucks. And your next payment is
1: due when? Uh, actually, at the uh, beginning of the month, so on the 2nd.
2: Those well, payments are due on the 2nd. So he's got a payment coming up, okay? And what are you thinking? 30, 40 days to sell it?
1: Yeah, yeah, since I have that lien on it. It usually takes a little bit longer, I've experienced. Okay,
2: all right. So let's say, let's say you're going to have to make two payments. 1240 bucks, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're gonna have to dump that in here too. So really,
2: if you sell it for 21 grand, you're really, after the sales tax savings that you're losing out, the recon you're putting into the car, the two payments you're making, you're really gonna net 17,380 out of it, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So what we're looking at here is we're looking at about $880 difference. Right. Let me ask you this, Zach. I don't, I don't think I can get all 880, but what's your time worth? That'd I mean, if I, get, a lot, yeah. if I could save you another, if I could get you another two to 300 bucks on trade, 16.7, 16.8, would you still want to hassle for the extra four or 500 No. Okay. So so if I can get you, let's say I get you 300 So I'm going to write here,
0: Zach will own right now for 16.8 trade.
2: So, Zach, what you're saying is if I can get 16.8 for your trade, mm-hmm. you're a deal right now, right? Absolutely. Okay, I just need you to sign right here and I'll take the take the deal into my my boss. Okay. Perfect. So two ways you can handle trades, three ways actually. Really simple. You just have to just sit down and just start breaking it down. What, what we're trying to do is we're trying to take, trying to take an emotional decision, but we're trying to show them through this that. We're not $4,500 away, guys, gals. We're only $880 away. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So we've just taken it, just doing simple math, breaking it down real easily. And is this really worth your time? There's a reason why people want to trade their cars and they don't don't sell them. Super easy. Super easy. It's convenient. They don't have to deal with people that they do not know Coming over to the house, driving their car, seeing where they live, dealing with all the scam artists on KSL, all those kind of things. I mean, you've tried to sell stuff on some of those sites, right? It's terrible. It's amount
1: And I think that's like those three components of it, the, the sales tax credit, the recon of the vehicle, whether um, they do it themselves or they just or have someone try to whittle them down on price. Because if you've ever sold anything, it's important to hit this with your customers on any of those sites. If you think we, uh, you know, they negotiate with us, those buyers on those social media sites are even worse. And so working with that, and then obviously the payment factor is one that I don't think we ever really think about. It's the same when you talk about like, you're at a payment uh, kind of crunch. And it's like, well, you obviously owe money on this. When's your next payment, due? That's, that's a really good tool. Be like, you don't want to have, you know, on this one, you don't have to pay for the next 30, 45 days. Um, all three of those combined just to continue to whittle them down, on what they think is a large gap are all tools that you need to be able to master to then bring them to the the overall thing, which is, hey, we're not that far apart. If I go get you another couple hundred bucks, are you a deal?
2: Yeah, so and when we talk about trade, we talk about one of the first things you should be doing when you sit down and you're getting your guest, you're getting that checklist worked on and you're finding out payoff and all that stuff. Always ask the customer, always, 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 if there's a, if there's a, if they, if they owe money on the car is, what is their payment? Mm-hmm. What are they, what's their monthly budget? What's their payment now? And what day is the car deal and what day is the payment on? Yes. Okay. Um, because no matter what I do, no matter how I look at it, when I start negotiating payment, okay, when I start talking about, um, you know, 72 months or $720 a month, 75 months were 700 a month, okay? Uh, 66 were, you know, 780 a month, something like that. If I got zero down and then I got 1500 if I know that their payment is $640 a month and it's due on the second,
1: okay? We're a week away.
2: Now, we're, we're the 25th right now. Um, I know that they have probably got $640 that they can put down. That I do know, okay? Now, what does $640 do to a 720 payment? It probably cuts it by 10 bucks, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So it's 7 can, okay? But that's still closer. Let's say they want to be at 700 a month. Mm -hmm. Instead of jumping to this number, which we always do, Let's start using that. Let's start getting that ammunition and putting it in and putting it in the, not, we don't have to put it in the chamber. We just have to put it in the clip so that if we need it, we can say, okay, hey, a hey boss, when you pencil this deal, put 640 dollars down instead of zero, because I know they got 640 dollars down, because their payment's doing three days, mm-hmm. Or four days or eight days. Mm-hmm. OK? Put that in there, because they're not going to have another payment for 45 days. So it's still okay, but let's pencil it with 640, so then I can get that, okay? That way, if I'm at 640 here, and I want to go to 1,000, 1,000 seems like a lot from zero. Yeah. Right? Yep. But from 640, it doesn't seem like it's that much. It's $360, okay? And so 360 may take this, you know, to 702 or 704. OK, which puts us real close to that. OK, so when you're negotiating payment, the first thing the first thing you never want to do is go to the longest term. OK. And the reason for that is that you got a two percent chance of the people coming back to your dealership if you put them in an 84 month contract. Yeah. OK. Death sentence. Yeah. It's just like, thanks. It's like a one night stand. <laughs> I mean, it's just boom and you never see them again, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it is, okay? Now, if I can shorten up the term, especially if I can put them in 36-month lease, my odds go to like 63% that they'll return, okay? Which is great, but mm-hmm. we'll talk about leasing. Leasing's a whole different other animal. Right. Now, one other thing you want to talk about when you start talking about payment, instead of going right to, let's say that Zach wants a payment of $680. Yes. Okay. His payment right now is six forty. He, but there's something about that seven hundred dollar magic mark that just, just is freaking me. him out. I'm terrified. Okay. Freaking him I'm out. I'm terrified. Okay. So let's say that he's willing to put the six forty down, and we're at seventy two months, and we're at uh, we're at seven oh seven. I like that. That's that's good. Yeah, like an airline, yeah. airplane. Seven oh seven. Okay. Now, we know that 75 months, but we haven't penciled it. We're, we're still there. We're at 707, okay? Um, he wants to be 680. Does that look like a big jump to you? It does. It's 27 bucks. Yeah. Okay. That's a number, What's $27 divided by 30?
1: Uh, less than a dollar a day.
2: So my com my comment to Zach is, hey Zach, we're really close. We're less than a buck a day away. All right, I want to start negotiating. 90 we're ninety cents away. That's how close we are. Now, Zach, what do you spend ninety cents a day on that you could just maybe?
0: Oh, my Maverick
2: drink.
1: All, every, yeah, every day. Every day. Yeah. Okay, maybe we talk- sometimes twice a day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sometimes Most three. Um, but. Is there a way that we could cut, is there a way we can cut 90 cents? Now, this number seems like... A joke. Like, it's like it. ridiculous. Like, we're, we're sitting here haggling over 90 cents a day. Okay? That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, the idea of breaking it down to the least and smallest number... Or it's absurd. So it becomes absurd and ridiculous. Great idea. So, so maybe what we're saying is is... And Zach's like, "I just can't go over that $700 a month. I, it it's just freaking me out." Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is is you're willing to go 67 cents. Yeah. Right? right. Cuz we're 20. He wants to be let's say he wants to be he want he just wants the first payment to start with a 6.
1: First number starts with a 6. Yes
2: sir. So like in the old price and r- price is right deal, so we're okay with the second number being a 9, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So whatever that third number is, okay? As long as the first one's a six, the second one's a nine, okay? So we're looking at like 60 cents a day, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so Zach, we got $640 down, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, there's only two ways I know how to make this work, okay? One is you got to give me more money down or I got to go talk to the banks and see if maybe they'll go to 75 months here. 640
1: down. Yeah, I, I don't have any more down. That's it.
2: Okay. So, so now my deal is so here's the deal. So, Zach
0: will own right now, 75 months, 699 a month, 640 down. Right? Mm hmm.
2: So, if I, can get, if I can get the boss to say, okay, and get the banks to say, okay, to this, you'll loan right now. If we get 75 months, we're 69 in a month, $640 down. Correct. Okay. Yeah. You just need your signature right here. Now, I just
0: bumped Zach. 20 bucks, 19 bucks. $1,000.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 19 bucks, close to 1,000. Yeah. But you think about this is why we want to negotiate these numbers here. OK, we want to break it down into the ridiculous figure, but we want to show them that we're a lot closer than, we than what we really what, than what we think. Because, I mean, I'm looking at 27 bucks and I'm like, wow, oh, 27 bucks. I mean, you know, that's, that's a lot of money, yeah. especially when you got this seven thing staring them in the face. OK, yeah. but so I break it down. But see, don't have your desk guy go right to the very end. Um, you got to have somewhere to go. Okay, just like on trades, you got to have somewhere to go. Um, always, you know, if if a if a trade's worth thirteen grand, it's worth twelve five. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. But now I got five hundred dollars, I can play. With. Okay. So on payment, those kind of things. Those are two good tools. Um, always ask for th- what their payment is right now. Okay. When the date is, when it's due, use that as down payment, okay? You get that payment to come down, okay, a little bit. Show it, 640, show 1,000, show 2,500, okay? We don't ask for down payment. You know, years ago, it was always people put 20, 30% down. Nobody ever paid, nobody ever financed sales tax fees, any of that stuff, Right. okay? So when you do that, you know, oftentimes people are willing to put, you know, a couple grand down, 2,500. And you think about when people are upside down, or are they usually upside down? 25, $2, oh, $2, yeah, nah. usually long term, twenty five. They're twenty five hundred. Yeah, usually they are, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the sales tax, okay. And so, so if we can get them to put the sales tax down and the fees down, then it sh- then it sh- certainly makes it a lot a lot easier. So, down payment, don't go to the longest term, okay. And then, if you're a part. Let's make sure we're using, breaking it down into the small numbers, okay? You'll find that you're 35 cents, you're less than 50 cents a day away, okay, with some people. How do, we get, how do we get the payment to go down? Well, I only know two ways. More down payment, or we extend the term, but I don't want to extend it all the way out, okay? And, and there's a reason for that, but just but keep it the shortest term that you can and get the payment where, where it needs to be. And uh, I think that'll be, be good. good stuff.
1: So. I only have two thoughts off of this and it, and, and it reminds me of a story. So liar, or buyers are always liars. It's kind of the, the term that I always use because when uh, just a couple of weeks ago, my wife wanted a coffee table for downstairs. And so we just left Target, went over to that furniture row store and uh, it was the first store we stopped at. But we're walking around. She finds one, of course, that she likes that's more expensive than mm-hmm. the other. So I go to him because we had a preset budget and I said, Hey, if you can sell this one and it was like 200 bucks off of what it was listed for, you know, I'll buy it today. I'll walk out. And I said, I had found one at modern home that I liked that we could just go over and buy, but I'd rather just stay here and, and save myself a trip. Didn't do either of that stuff. Never been to modern home before. And I never even saw a coffee table there, but he, yeah. Yeah. Sales trick. Right. So then he goes, to his computer types up. Yeah, let's do it. You know, let's get it off. And so at that moment I save, X amount of money. And that guy didn't put up any resistance probably cut into his commission. And I would have bought it at the price it was listed for because, you know, but the whole point is, is that when your customers come in, a lot of the times the first stuff that they're feeding you, especially when it comes to trade number, when it comes to where they've been, can be lies. And so trusting them right off the bat, believing that they got this from a dealer, this from that, without putting any of this work in initially, you're doing yourself a disservice, especially when it comes to getting more discount because you're just cutting your legs out from underneath you and, and pulling money out of your pocket especially when you're doing something on the use side and so all of these tricks allow you to to put some more resistance in get them you know overall make yourself more money and uh, and make the whole process a lot smoother for everybody um and so put the work in go through a lot of this stuff and then always search for any amount of commitment that you can get i mean just on this past saturday we've had a salesperson come in that the sell, when the customer first came in, they wanted a $800 payment maximum, said, hey, I will, the salesperson got him to sign, I will own if interest rate is lower than quoted, I think yeah. it was, guy signed. That was the only commitment that we got, and the guy ended up walking with a payment that was double what he said he was yep. willing to go go out with. Yep. And so, liars are, or buyers are liars, yep. and get commitment on any pencil. No matter how ludicrous you think it is, take it to your desk, because then you're starting to get the traction to the deal. In your desk, like you said, at the very beginning can determine what is a deal, what isn't, and they can work however much they want into it and determine what the, what's going to be the outcome
2: of it. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. They're, when their lips are moving, they're lying. Yeah. I mean, it just and and it's not that they're lying; it's that they think they're negotiating. Yes, okay? absolutely. One of the biggest things that we always hear is, "Well, I can buy one over here for this much money." Well, instead of just going and saying. Oh my word, and running to the desk and saying, hey, they can buy one here for this. And the desk's like, no, they can't. Yeah. Do this. Say, show me. Let's let's do this. I, I, I pull it up on the computer because if there's one thing, if there's one thing my boss wants to be, is he wants to be the, you know, he wants to be competitive and wants to be the low price Best leader. Guy. And believe you me, if you can show me that, yeah, you can buy that same vehicle for that kind of money. Um, let's look and get on the computer and have them show you. And if it's less, great, come tell us. But if it's generally, it's less for a reason. Less features. The MSRP. So let's yeah. say, for example, let's say, for example, our MSRP was uh, forty-five grand, and we're thirty-eight-five after rebates and discounts. But there's another one down there that's forty-two-three and they can buy it for thirty-seven dollars okay? So right off the bat, guys, they're $2,700 less in MSRP, but they're only $600 less. Wh- which one's the better deal? And you can show them that. Say, well, okay, this makes sense. They've got an MSRP of forty-two dollars Yeah, they're at thirty-seven dollars Ours is $45,000. We're at thirty-eight dollars It looks to me like I'm about a $2,100 better deal than they are. Oh yeah. Okay. Remember when you're dealing, there's, there's two kinds of p- price buyers. There's the value buyer who can see the value in those two scenarios. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they can see, Oh yeah. Yeah. I can see this one has heated seats. This one doesn't, this one has, you know, uh, navigation. This one doesn't. Yeah. That's worth it to me. Okay. Now there's that other price buyer. That's just like, he could care less. Oh, no. He or she could care less. They just want the cheapest one. Well, so, and
1: that goes into it, if that ultimately is the cheapest buyer. Well, then let's just get you on that truck. See if we have something that matches the same. That same exactly, price point. exactly. And that's, and that's where a lot of the time, even on use side, because before I got in the business, use I didn't really years mileage didn't mean much to me. But a lot of the time you run that as well. Well, this one's similar. Yeah, but that one's a year older and has twenty thousand more yeah. miles. That's why the price difference. So yeah, you so, got to ask the question because either. They don't pull it up. It probably isn't true. And if they do pull it up, at least you know what you're competing against and you're not
2: just trying to pull at straws. So years ago, I was told that no two used cars are exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. No two used cars are exactly the same, even though they're the same make, model, year, whatever. They're not the same. They can't be the same. And the reason being is they don't have the exact same miles on. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at a used cars, the reason why they're priced the way they are is it's it's what's left in the car. Okay. So years ago, hundred thousand miles was the death cent was the, was it. Okay. When a car had hundred thousand miles on it, it was, uh, it was going for cash for clunkers. I mean, it was going into the junkyard. Okay. Yeah. And so when a car had 30,000 miles, okay. It's got 70% life left. When another car had 60,000, it only has 40%. So that's where the pricing come in. It, that still is there today. Mm-hmm. It's just not a hundred thousand miles. It might be Certain cars might be one fifty. Diesel trucks might be five hundred. I don't know, but right. but so when you're when you're looking at used cars and you're selling used cars and they say, well, this one's cheaper. Well, yeah, it is. It's a year older and it's got sixty thousand more miles on. It. Okay, I mean, when you just look at what the what the federal government allows people for tax write off per mile right. on something that's got thirty thousand more miles. Well, yeah, it should be a lot less. I mean. <laughs> Even at fifty cents a mile, okay, right. at thirty—that's fifteen thousand dollars. Should be fifteen thousand bucks less, <laughs> and it's only four thousand or whatever. So there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of creative ways to just take the the process, take the person instead of them saying, "I want more money for my trade." We've talked about that, okay? Well, now tell me, tell me how you got to that number. What you know? What, what were you talking? Oh, I've just seen him. I've just seen him for this. Oh, I've seen him on sale for 21 grand. Okay, great. Don't argue with the person. Just say, So, Zach, did you want to sell yours yourself? No, I'd like to trade it. Okay, that's great. It's a perfect question. So, Zach already knows he's not going to get 21 grand. He already knows that. Okay. So, now what we have to do is say, Okay, so one of the things that we did here. As you can see, we discounted ours $2,500. Okay. So if, you know, if we look at that difference figure, you know, that's what we want to do. One of the biggest challenges whenever somebody walks out the door, okay, and is that we don't talk about the difference, okay? And they just see our, they just see, oh, they only give me 16.5 on trade. And I these other people are giving me 18, but they but they don't know, okay, our difference is 22 grand. What if they gave them 18 grand and their difference was 22.5? Okay, they still see it. All they see is that. That Number, should we have to get better at okay. Before you spend more than 22 grand difference, please call, please give me a shot, okay? Instead of 16.5 or now, when you say 22, and then they look at it and say, Well, that's 22.5, that's a better deal over here, even though they're giving me less money for my trade, right? So, so there's ways that we can move the numbers around, okay? Yeah, absolutely. That way, so yeah. um, and then the payment talk payment as much as you can because. In that scenario, where I move Zach nineteen bucks, that's a thousand dollars. It's a lot harder to get somebody to pay a thousand dollars right now than it is to bump them nineteen twenty bucks. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, sixty-seven cents a day hmm. is much less than a thousand dollars in in our the, in the way we are as humans, the way we think. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, we try those things instead of running to the desk and saying they want more money for it, oh well they want a lost payment. They want to buy ours for less money. Yeah, we know that. We we already know that. And so we can we can take advantage of that. And salespeople, you do that, and then you start using that Zach will own right now for and list it down. And I don't care if it's 20 different things, just mm-hmm. list them down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And get that commitment out of the customer. When they sign that, it's another big step. The first thing you want to say when they sign that is: So again, if I get all that done. You're a deal right now, right? You'll sign the paperwork, take delivery of the car, right? Absolutely. Super. Wish me luck. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Yep. Wish me luck. Yep. Okay. They'll they'll always say good luck. And then if you want to go, keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, play that. So.
1: And I just want to emphasize what Rick said at the very beginning. All of this is for nothing if you don't gain the full commitment that if you get that they like the car. There's nothing about they don't like. And if you get the numbers agreeable that they buy right now, because you can't push super aggressive if you didn't do that, because they always go back to, I never said I was going to buy today. And so that's why you have to gain that commitment before you even mm-hmm. enter the building, because that allows you then to be super aggressive and to push as hard as possible. When you get to the numbers without that, you can't So make sure all of this is, has to be done before all of those three questions have to be answered correctly before you get to the numbers.
2: So Yep. And if you have any questions, Don't hesitate to holler.